0: Hey everyone, this is Henry O'Hara with my third episode of my series on the Armenian genocide. In the first two episodes, I focused on the Armenian genocide itself and the aftermath respectively. In this one, I'm actually going to be doing something a bit different, and I'm going to interview my friend who actually is Armenian. Okay, so now's the start of the interview, and I'll let the person I'm interviewing introduce themselves, so Mm -hmm. yeah, you can go.
1: Hi, I'm Yelena York. Um, I'm Armenian, born in Armenia, Yerevan. I'm a visual artist who lives now in the United States.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, as the people that have watched or listened to my podcast have heard, I explain kind of a bit about the genocide and the aftermath of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'd just like to hear your point of view on all these whole events and like kind of see your perspective.
1: Well, um, to sum it up and like make it, shorter like the main thing started because when the world war one started in 1914 basically this was like a perfect opportunity for the turks to take advantage of it and then start the attack to take like all the known like sacred lands of armenia and by this you know they killed like 3.5 million armenians that i don't know how somehow it got reduced to 1.5 million armenians in the public official paperwork as if like 1.5 million was an okay number i guess to kill but 3.5 was not and then you know like as you know last year 2020 basically um the continuing of the genocide i mean started again in september 27 um to push on what they have
0: yeah
1: they have started so i mean uh, to i mean uh, for turks it was a perfect opportunity basically to start because of the world war 1 started happening and you know I, I mean everywhere was just a massacre and why not them try to con- connect as many lands as they can to have access to basically any site of that side of the globe you know to the seas and to the yeah. other countries mhm
0: so that's actually really interesting. I did not know that it was actually more around 3.5 because when I was doing my research, obviously, the like, I don't know, the official thing is 1.5, like you said. So that's like super interesting. And I guess it yeah. kind of adds to and, how
1: yeah, much and, it I, is. and it's funny because, I mean, it's not a funny thing, but the, the, the politician game is so funny that like when we were kids, when I was a kid, like everybody knew the exact amount but you know back then there was like no internet, no like super yeah. fast access to like news and stuff and then by the time like the numbers are getting more reduced reduced. like i said as if like in the in the contract paperwork it's okay to kill 1.5 but it's not okay to kill more so and then yeah it just okay. stopped on 1.5 million you know deaths which i mean which is still insane <laughs> it's like not human
0: yeah so uh, yeah, you touched on Azerbaijan. So following that, like kind of what's your uh, just a basic opinion kind of specifically on this, on like Turkey uh, lending weapons and rations and supply to the Azeri army and everything. So what do you think about that?
1: Well, um, I mean, the fact is a fact, <laughs> Coca-Cola is older than Azerbaijan, so there's, you know, There's no other Bajan. I mean, there's no conflict with other Bajan because other Bajan doesn't exist. It's like a puppy of a German shepherd, which German shepherd will be Turkey. So there is no other Bajan. So even now, 2020, the conflict or any war talk, anything is between Armenians and Turkish people. But other Bajan name and other Bajan and Azeris, everything is being connected to it because... The goal was, like in 1921, Russians and Turks did a contract to get Sunik, of course, which is right now in Armenia. And as we speak, as of right this second, there's a war happening in Armenia between Turks. So, you know, they can sell Sunik to Azerbaijan, which means selling it to Turks. And this is happening. Why? Because again, look how back we're going. We're again going to 1915. From then till 2020, If they take over, if let's say, let's, I mean, Turks, but let's say Azerbaijan. If Azerbaijan takes over Sunni, it means Turkey, Azerbaijan, and part of Armenia becomes one basically highway. So, which means Turkey can, on their own land, you know, not airplanes, no customs, nothing, on their own land, transport tanks, bombs, like guns. Any anything that comes to your head to destroy the world, they can literally just put it in a truck and then transport from Turkey to Sunni, to Anderbejan. And as of yeah. now, the conflict is that Armenia divides both Turks. There's no Azeri, they're Turks. So it's like, you know, between my, your house and your mom's house, there's my house. And you just want to get rid of my house so you can connect, you know, the land. Okay. So that's the conflict that's happening now. So if Sunni, if they sell like politicians sell, because they're not, they can never buy war get Sunni. If politicians buy money, sell Sunni to other region, it becomes big, huge Turkey. And then, yeah. which leads to the contract that was made in 1921 to be able, um, I don't know how you say it in English, uh, Caspian Sea, right? Yeah, the Caspian Sea. Yes, yes. So this way, Turks basically can surround all of it and have full access and view to attack uh, and start a war like with China and Mongolia, which leads to being very beneficial to America And it ends to NATO finally getting what what they were preparing for. Because, you know, in the history, we all know that East is the number one enemy to the West, right? Yeah. And then this way, but basically, with this tiny little land being sold to Turks, you can attack China anytime.
0: Okay. So, yeah, moving on. You you said that Turkey is obviously very influential in politics, so... I mean, listen, Uh, there
1: are actually, I mean, officially, Turkey has the most powerful army right after America. So imagine how, I mean, we're talking about massive power.
0: Yeah. So what did you think of America recognizing the genocide uh, earlier this year? So are you happy that it happened? Or are you upset like it wasn't sooner? or Just like uh, overall, like, what's your opinion on that?
1: But of course, officially, it would be officially it would have been like amazing that by papers, it would have been recognized sooner. But America did recognize genocide long, long time ago. You know, we yeah. have the we have a ge- Armenian genocide like exit on the freeway. We have whole Montebello Memorial Park dedicated to Armenian genocide. So like other country people, it's not being not educated, but, you know, people who've never been to America, they don't know that like. We have little Armenia town here. We have like so many things that America has recognized genocide a long time ago. But of course, it would have been nicer to on a paper being recognized basically for other countries to know that they recognized it sooner. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because it would have been kind of like more also standing up to Turkey because like uh, presidents and and politicians from America have said like and referenced it in the past, but it's it's kind of like more of a gesture to recognize it officially right yeah. now. But so even like, you yeah. know, list
1: mm, not not putting America down or bringing it up like in in a politician way, you know, game of way. Um, even if they recognize, not recognize, even the whole world recognizes uh, for America, it's very beneficial to have Sunni. So they might be powerful in put a p- power onto Turks and Israel, not to touch Armenia, Yerevan and blah, blah, blah. But they will still want Sunni to belong to Turkey because this way, again, America will have like a protection that if something happens with the East, they can attack. So, yeah. yeah so I think recognizing like genocide in America, it was just like a, it, it was a beautiful thing to do. But in a game of war, it was like nothing (laughs) I mean for them it was like it was no minus no plus
0: okay okay so uh what so what are some good ways that just like your average Americans like me or like any students can like help on or be more informed on this whole uh like conflict obviously dating back to 1915 but also now
1: I mean, sadly, there's nothing we can do. Not even me being Armenian and you and I mean, there's nothing we can interact in. Besides, I think we can send money. I mean, that's what I've been doing. And a lot of my friends have been doing the materialistical help, I think, will be the most beneficial now because there's so many families like half of the families that, you know, had to leave their homes, their sons and their husbands and grandpas, they're dead. So they don't have like a man to earn money, to fix a home, to, you know, be the man of the house. And at this stage of this massive type of politician game that's happening, normal people like us, we can probably just send goods and send help or fly there and help them or send money basically for the moms and, you know, the women to at least give food and support yeah. to their children that i mean the two kind of raise the next generation but besides that i mean we can post about this every day and it's still not going to change anything um i don't think turks are ever going to recognize genocide unless israelis um recognize it because you know turks the back of israel and israel have the back of uh, turkey so and israel does not want to recognize it so the only time turkey will recognize the genocide and uh, which is the human thing to do um, is when they get an order from israel to recognize it otherwise you know uh, uh, being realistic um, i don't even have hope i mean if some people really hope it that's not realistic
0: Obviously, a huge thanks to Yelena for coming on the podcast. It was great to uh, kind of hear a perspective so close to the Armenian Genocide, while uh, most of us are pretty like far apart from it. And I guess just it was really awesome to just hear her opinions and uh, just everything. I even learned some stuff. You probably uh, learned some stuff if you were listening. And overall, just thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And if you have listened to all of it, thank you for listening. This is the end of it. And I guess just if you'd like to keep researching the Armenian genocide, because it's a really important topic, uh, especially today, as I've uh, said throughout the podcast, it's the thing's still going on today. Everything's still going on today. So uh, just on that note, I'd like to end. Uh, Thank you so much for listening.